Hello? Hello, hello. Ah. Oh. Okay, well, we're going to kind of restart this one. You guys are going to get two openings. Welcome, everyone, to the Wrong Button Podcast. And this is why you tune in live, because you get our our lovely faces twice, and we get to just restart here. It it wasn't even... Well, we're live, and because apparently Audacity just decided not to work, you're, like, standing right in front of the camera. Yeah, can... You don't get to see my beautiful face. Hi, Mrs. Play. No, it, it was, it was literally, this is going to be the most like, the top 10 stream moment of all time. Wife comes down and goes, why are you bad at this? <laughs> Love you too. All right. Thanks for the cameo. Welcome everyone to the Wrong Button Podcast show where we talk all things nerd, most things video games. And if you guys are seeing this fantastic live version, because the video version goes up unedited on YouTube. Yes. Um, as well as being live on Twitch at this moment. At this moment, yeah. So you guys get to see, for as long as the VOD's still there, so I'm going to download and put this on there. And uh, But those of you guys who are listening to this uh, remotely or, or through the actual podcast form, through any of our podcast services, what you guys are going to get is some disjointed why did we start late um, because... Uh, Audacity, when I was checking it just to make sure, it was just like, it was not picking up either of our voices, so it was just Audacity being itself. Not necessarily something I did, because it did give me all the signs that was recording. How so, audacious of oh it. God. <laughs> so, you were talking about how this feels like we could retire the animation style. Yeah, yeah if you guys caught our, our preview podcast last week, uh, Chris brought up the great point that his assumption is that this is the last that we're going to see of this animation style in star wars and that's been just rolling around in my head all week uh something that has been with us since 2008 since the premiere of star wars the clone wars the best movie in canon to ever exist according to rotten tomatoes right right chris i will, I will go i'm gonna go look that up on rotten tomatoes i don't know i think how's it's like 28 percent. how's how's avatar doing also great i haven't seen it yet but that's been rattling around in my head uh, because 2008, we've come a long way. It's been 16 years, right? We've Yeah, you said it came out in, what, 2008? Yeah. Uh, Smack dab in the recession. Yeah. Oh, it's a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that is for the critics' review, and it's 40% for the audience. Ah, the audience is coming around. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Oh my God, no! But yeah, 2008. You know, the markets were down, but Star Wars fans, we were up. Yeah, you're 11 we years were old. Here. I was joining the military. Uh, that shows you how good that movie was. <laughs> was it? It wasn't like pitching kids like, "Hey, war is bad." It's, "Hey, clone troopers are cool." You want to be a clone trooper? Sign on the dotted line, kid. <laughs> uh, this is bittersweet because we really are. For real this time, experiencing the final end to the Clone Wars arc and everybody involved in it now. For, for real this time. It's not the final season of the Clone Wars in season six. It's not the final final season in seven. And we already know where the survivors end up. So, well. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, like we know where Rex ends up in Return of the Jedi, being retconned into being one of the, the troopers on the ground with, with uh, Han and Leia at the Battle of uh, the Forest Moon of Endor. Yeah, shout out that one actor with the uh, with the beard. He came in clutch 
what was that, 40 years ago? Yeah, retconned it. He actually had a story in the book. <laughs> he did, yeah. And it was, he was not Rex, and it got retconned to being Rex. I'm assuming that actor's probably no longer with us, just given the time, you know, the age, the time difference. But you can argue that now he has a bigger role. He does. So, you know. Thank you, thank you for growing such great facial hair that 40 years later you just happened to work into this. <laughs> oh my god, it's great. It, it, is, it is fantastic. Yeah, beautiful. Um, but it's really tugging at my heartstrings, and these first three episodes are, are just to punch the gut again and again because that's just what Dave Filoni loves to do to us. Do you love something? He just turns, turns the knife more and more. I'm gonna, you can tell it's, uh, I was watching. I have notes because um, that's what I uh, that's what I do when I watch. That's what I do when I watch shows nowadays. I take notes. I free ball it. Oh, well, that's I'm glad you can. Um, but we, itemized so list. I want to go. I'm going to go back to something that we said. Uh, and I kind of want I want to I want to adjust my answer to something and adjust our. answer. Whoa. To hey, um, on the record, on you the can't record, do that on the record. So. We said there was no body. So therefore, that person could still be alive. Yes. I kind of want to throw out there that if you see, if you get something of that person's. You're not talking about the goggles, the right? Goggles Come on. I'm, either that or they're going to hit. So if Omega had the goggles, he would be alive and she'd give them back to him. But the goggles are cracked. They're with the bad batch who's not together, and they're hanging on it. They're hanging on a chair. It's like Tiny Tim. Like there's a stool in the corner that's not going to be used. That I see going empty if you know these visions of the future don't change. A bunch of loose eggs. Um. So I think, I think the goggles are the body. I hope you're wrong. That is personally hope fun. you're wrong. Tech Tech received so much character, and that's actually the really the dead giveaway. Is that in season two, Tech received so much character development, it was crazy. I mean, you know, he was feeling things. He was he was snippy with the one-liners. He fell in he his version. His his version of love. Yeah, totally fell in love. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You're right. He fell in love. Um, he fell in love with Omega. <laughs> and uh, Tina Fey's character, whose name escapes me right now, the uh, the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. No, he fell in love with her. Uh, which is Tina Fey. I don't. I don't blame. Him. Yeah. I mean, good taste for real. Good taste. Um. I am still holding out hope. Just, I know it's a, it's a, it's a sliver, but literally, Echo got blown up. He got blown up, and Gregor. Are we going to talk about Gregor? You just need to talk about clone troopers and their penchant for surviving really unsurvivable things. To be fair, Gregor is a commando, and Scorch got kicked off of a facility, and he came back. Yeah, and he ain't walking around with a limp. Echo Nothing. got blown up. He did, but was he wearing blown arc, up? He was wearing arc trooper stuff, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah but so still he got like, he had the extra shoulder pad. He's fine. Oh, the, the shoulder. So you mean to tell me a measly fall is gonna gonna kill tech? I'm I'm gonna spouse is gonna back me up on this. The fashion will keep me safe. Oh, brother! Listen, let me cling on to my delusions on this podcast, you and can, until we get better confirmation, delusions? we'll revisit this. When I'm crying at the end of the last, at the end of the last <laughs> you season. No, it is not This <laughs> is really rough on me, man. That's, that's just for the live just people. Not, just not down the face. But and that's actually that's a good stepping off point 
Because Sat on the face? D, well, D. Bradley Baker, in one of the interviews leading up to the Bad Batch, essentially challenged the audience not to cry. And I'm not sure I'm going to win that that challenge because we we have such and we alluded to to our lovely live people the bad batch does such a great job when it comes to compelling imagery mm-hmm. for the show yeah uh that it it makes it hard to hold back tears when you're so invested in characters and you have been for such a long long amount of time or not just characters but they the idea of the characters so maybe we've had the Bad Batch since the final season of The Clone Wars. And that was in 20... Was that 2020, right? That was 2020. So four four years with those characters. But we've been going and learning the clones, their stories, their personalities since, like we mentioned before, 2008. So, you know, in a way, they're, they're like brothers to me too. Maybe, maybe I'm a... a a clone of Django Fett. Who Maybe knows? Maybe we're all clones of. We were all clones the, on the inside the entire time. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, to, to that point, let's let's look at all the no-named clones that were in the five hundred first that just painted their helmets to look like Ahsoka. Hey, Commander, we're so happy to have you back. Rex is going to tag along with you because, well, we need to conveniently have him away from Anakin, but also <laughs> because we also love Rex and we just you. It's like look look at them all right now. They love you so much that they painted their masks to look like you. Look at this final sequence where you just put all their heads on the gravestones because you killed them all. Not intentionally. Jesus, Dave. Technically, Ahsoka wasn't a Jedi, so they technically didn't have to do it. Okay. The, I mean, yeah, but uh, we can get into that later. Anyway, the the Chancellor uh, Emperor Palpatine's a bit of a bit of a wanker. Um, <laughs> so. Starting off with just the the first episode, because they did a really great job in breaking down the episodes. I love how we got an Omega and Crosshair episode to start us off. And then we pivoted to Hunter and Wrecker trying to find them. And then we got a really exciting, and I didn't expect it this early in the season, a really exciting escape. I didn't expect it this early in the season, too. Because um, I, I said, we're going to get three episodes in before something happens. And to be fair, like... That is the third episode. That you that are is the right. Third episode, uh, and it was it. It is the end of the episode. So we got three episodes of like, what is everyone up to? And I think we got because the first episode was the long episode. Didn't it was it was just crosshair a little bit, and but Omega and Omega's life. So we start off with this episode with Omega has been at this colony, this this facility facility for twenty one days counted the hashtag or the the, the tallies on the mall she really mall. is a badger she really she, is she is such a badger um and then so we counted those tallies it was great and then she goes out it starts her day uh with emery coming to the door going like good morning omega we've got a lot of work to do uh it, you know what it really got me to think of like glados in the did you ever play portal one a very long time ago, yes. But like Glados comes in like two or three times, and it's just this like, did I do that level? What and and so you know she goes out, and it, it, the beginning it like tells like she walks by, she walks by Crosshair who's getting marched the other way, and she's like looking at him like, there's Crosshair, there's my brother. He's not the horrible like monster that I thought he was. 
and going through to the other, you know, the other side. And then she goes into the lab and she's like, okay, we're gonna do the lab things. And then Emery's like, we're gonna take your blood. And she's like, we all donate our blood because we need to. And you like goes through, goes to mean, uh, oh God, uh, Nala say, Nala say, I was like, new way, Nala, new wave. I don't know. Nala say <laughs> it's um, that, it's that new wave Camino music getting to your head. Yeah. Well, we go to see Nala say and Nala say immediately destroys her blood. She's like, they took your blood. Yes. And she, del- I love it. She deletes it off the platform and then she deletes it all out of the record. I love their little, uh, trash compactor. Just vaporizes it. Yeah. yeah. I, for whatever reason that, you know, cool well when you go to like when you go to like a place and it's like hey please deposit your like discarded needles or things like that put them in here so that way we can catalog it make sure it's safe like if somebody was sneaking drugs like oh those those are the best just boom throw it in there there's no evidence what evidence yeah just like (laughs) what 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 evidence man what's you doing talk screen (laughs) um but just but just like just just tosses it away and i'm like i feels like that shouldn't be there like i feel like you're giving her like an easy out yeah um but then nala says like destroys it omega goes on with her chores and goes down into help the uh like feed the dogs yeah the lurker hounds the, into lurker the kennel hounds. area and then you know finds out the one is like wounded uh and then like towards the end of it it's like i'm gonna go talk to to crosshair and like sits on the ground and talks to crosshair like how are we gonna get out of here and he goes what do you mean how are we gonna get out of here he goes i've tried we're we're not go back like just go to your room please leave me alone like this is stop stop spending time on lost causes which omega is to be fair the queen of quote-unquote lost causes because she's uh a very caring individual yeah um and really this speaks i think to a lot of us who have grown up through the years watching that sort of sequence is that as the time goes on, you nailed the time jump, by the way. Perf- they perfectly did that time jump. Um, love Omega's hair as it gets longer. Great character design. Yeah, love that she woke up after the fade. Like, her eyes closed, it closed, and then it wakes up and just tallies. Nothing but tallies. <laughs> and everybody everybody at the same time is just sitting there like, how many tallies? Count the tallies. Um, uh, uh, we counted 150, by the way. So, you know, somewhere in that range. An, an American school year. So that's about eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really, it really speaks to us who have grown up, who have entered adult life and you're really just going through the, the same mundane process. It's, it's really speaks to this sort of, I know this is going to sound very sad, but you know, you, you enter your adult life, you're filled with so many passions and dreams and for so many people, they can just kind of go out the spark mm-hmm. goes out over time and you see this happen in real time with omega because she just continues the same cycle day after day after day and that's how a lot of you know nefarious re-education facilities or or any any type of reprogramming facility will do that to you you know that's how you that's how you break somebody and get them to follow your cause you know yeah um and I mean, it worked. With, it worked with Crosshair because look at him; he's he called himself a lost cause. Uh, but like, it's it's heartbreaking to see. It's the the first kickoff to this last season of the Bad Batch is just so heavy. It, 
Well, because you're taking this rebellious, I'm I'm a bad bachelor, I'm a defective clone, these are my brothers character with Omega, and you're essentially breaking her down into just nothing but another lab assistant in this top secret facility. You're putting her back to where she was before like she went on any adventure. Mm -hmm. um, and for those of you who know, one of my favorite topics is the scouring of the Shire. Um, for people who aren't like read up on Lord of the Rings, um, Mary Pippin go back to the Shire and the Shire has been overrun by bandits. And, you know, Mary and Pippin are hobbits, but they've now fought in war. So they they just kill everyone. They kill all the they, they kill all the bandits and literally save the Shire. And the idea is once you once you experience something, you can never go back to who you were before that experience. So it's like this idea. And the easiest way to do it is like, OK, I'm I'm an adult now. I could never go back and live my high school life. Nope. Because it just it, it wouldn't work. Like I've, I've had too many different experiences and like it's kind of like oh you might grow apart from friends and things like that but that's that's what it is about so we have omega who's done that but now they're using like the monotony of her life before to like re bring that one in um before we go too much further into that what i loved the opening the opening was it felt like this weird red herring where it was like a a, a, ch a shuttle was coming in <laughs> yeah and gets struck by lightning and crashes and the clone, or and you're like, like, okay, who's in there? And you're like, they're calling for help. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's the Bad Batch. And they're totally like getting here. No, they were just stormtroopers. And the, uh, what the hell, God, what's the doctor's name now? The Hemlock. Hemlock. Yeah, Hemlock was like, they're lost to us. They're dead. Kills the line and goes there outside the gate. There is, but is dead and leaves. Yep. So, <laughs> anyways, something that I actually really want to focus there on because a lot of people were like, the clones are expendable. But the clones would go out and like save them. They are programmed to be the perfect soldiers. So they're they are programmed to do this mm -hmm. and to be like, OK, go out for my brothers. Like there's there's a familial bond there. There's some sort of like closeness that they have. The stormtroopers, because there are stormtroopers in that room. There were commandos in that room. There were the Death Star operator guys. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see them. Yeah. Uh, you guys, for those of you guys who are, are listening, I'm doing like a face mask thing. The, the Death Star operators. So that's this is Death Star operators. Um. You mean the railing advocates? Yeah, the railing, yeah. <laughs> Didn't they have a railing in the last movie, too? Like, a railing was installed later. No railing! I can't believe this! Death lasers, no railing? Um, that is not... That just does not live up to code. I'm calling OSHA. Oh, that'd have that uh, but, uh... They get left, and nobody does anything. Nope. So right here, in, in one sequence, we have established that the clones are worth more than the stormtroopers and the stormtroopers willingly choose because these are volunteer stormtroopers. These are stormtroopers. It's like, Hey, I solemnly swear to uphold the empire and blah, 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 blah. Right. Give me free health care and housing. And you want me to leave my best friend to die here? By all means. Sure. I'm going to stay in my warm base and wear my helmet. It's not even, you can't even use the same example that was used that you could use for like the first order version of the stormtroopers where, you know, the one guy like smacks Pin, Finn, probably he's dying. He just wants to get up. And he's trying to keep himself alive. Oh, with the blood. Yeah, yeah with the blood. But there, it's like, no, they, they don't have anything. They're brainwashed. And so they're like, well, they're better than clones. We just take kids that aren't wanted, brainwash them since birth. And it's practically a clone. And here we just, we have, I signed up today. I want to be a stormtrooper. 
That's what that's what being a stormtrooper gets you. Yeah, you just just don't don't be a stormtrooper, kids. It's not worth it. All the back in the world can't you know make that right. Um, but yeah, I I thought that that was also just showing, and then now combine that with the imagery going to go forward of hey, this is a very cold, unfeeling place. Oh, and the score did a great job conveying that too. Ah, oh. oh man, goosebumps. Star Wars scores are. I mean, yeah are forever undefeated. But anyway, I thought it was nice to really catch up with Omega and Crosshair first more than anything. Uh, can we talk about the heroics of Nala say just being rebellious in, in her own way, I guess living within the confines of being rebellious because at the end of the last season, you know, Nalase wasn't cooperating with the Empire. Mm-hmm. So that's why they went out to go get Omega in the first place, which is so funny to me. Uh, because they're trying to complete this this research. Yep. Nalase's not helping them. So it's like, oh, hey, let's go get her little lab assistant, convince her to help, or else something will happen to the lab assistant. And I, I love the fact that it's... And it goes on in this one where it's like, they can never test your blood. So in... Her lab assistant being there is actually more of a detriment to her than than just being like, oh, your lab assistant's here. We're going to torture her. It's like, oh, no, you guys, you guys can't know the truth. You guys can't know what we were doing. Yep. And that's the more important portion of that. Secrets the Kaminoan government does not want you to know. <laughs> and I also really want to uh, shout outs to Centrifuge Clock and Centrifuge Gears. It's not a centrifuge. Well, it's not, but that's what if you if you work in a lab, you know it's not a centrifuge. Well, but yeah, okay. but if you put it if you put it on capsules, it's called the centrifuge. I know um, they were wrong, but I understand. But just the like the grinding of the gear, like like, and then it's like because at the end of every episode, it would always be like one more has gone through, one more has gone through, and it's like okay, like I think it was at the end of every day, it would always show it tick. So it's like okay, we know we have a few days in here. And then it's also like this grinding of a gear that just never stops, which, you know, analog clocks, gears are in it. So that it's very, but it was such a good, like, this is grinding everyone down. This is what the Empire is going to do. It's going to reduce you down to this ooze in a bottle. Yep. Or, or blood. Um, and beautifully animated, too, it, especially, I guess, just whatever compound testing compound they were putting in the vials of blood. Very, very, very pretty uh, artistically. And then to to sit there and go into it, uh, we learned that what they're testing for is M counts. Uh, so shout out to bringing midichlorians back without bringing them back, bringing midichlorians back. I never granted this is the era that you and I grew up in, but I never had an issue with the whole midichlorian thing because I guess. In a, in a way, what it makes was sense. your first Star Wars movie? The first one that I ever saw. Yeah. Okay, ever saw it was A New Hope. Okay, was it? Yeah. In theaters, it was um, Attack of the Clones. Okay. Which I, I kind of remember. It was 2002. I was like five. Okay, okay. So, like, so, I was young. Oh, okay, so that's... All right, so that's this is where it's going to kind of start to vary for us. Because I was going to be 10, 11 years old and Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And like 8, 9 for episode 1 of Phantom Menace. Um, but... So... The, the, Coming from from my elder millennial boomer generation, right? Just elder millennial guys. I'm, I'm I'm a millennial. I had a chance to get the force. I had a chance to get the force. I have a lightsaber over there. 
I have a chance to have the Force. Episode 1 comes along and you need midichlorians. What the fuck are midichlorians? Like, I know it's the mitochondria. I know it's the powerhouse of the cell. That's all it is in this. But it took away my ability to have the Force. And it, it was kind of like, hey, just so you know, Santa's not real, kids. Easter Bunny, nah. We, we, can't, we can't get into this topic or else we're never, we're never finishing the other two episodes no, of Bad Batch. But... I, I know what you're going that's where for. The M count, like for what? me, I think hurts a lot. Yeah, but of what mine. makes you think that you don't have midichlorians then? You don't have a test for that. You can have them. I mean, anybody can have them. That's fair, but if it but I, I know where you're going, like a magic and made it scientific. Yeah. However, going into this in the future, I have some theories when we actually go into the M. Yeah, I'm just saying for for me, I wasn't. That wasn't what I was so up in arms about. Okay. Just you know. Here we are hitting all the divisive Star Wars yeah, topics. But, I mean, it, but it's such... So the last season of The Mandalorian and then this season are so big for... Set, like we've said last time, this is setting up how the Emperor comes back. Mm-hmm. This is setting up how... You, you know, why this is all happening. Could midichlorians be good for the story? It sets up so much. And it's needed to fill in a lot of gaps and make it feel less silly. And clunky. Clunky is was I think the big word that we used last so, week. Yeah. Um, which I'm okay with because if you take the prequels pre all of this extra Star Wars content that we've gotten in the last like 15 years or so, they're they're good. They're good. They're good movies in my opinion. They're, but there's so much context that you just don't have as the viewer. Yeah. But. Now, going back and watching the prequels with all this context in mind, uh, you know, like, you you know, Ahsoka's there. You see why Anakin's so bitter and disillusioned with the Jedi Order. All of this, you're like, these are great, you yeah. know? Um, I think that's going to be good for the sequels in time. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I also get that feeling with watching the sequels in 10 years when we have more information about how Palpatine returned. I think we're going to have to do this. I think I think that's literally going to be by the end of this. Yeah, we're going to have so much of that set up, and then the Mando movie and the New Republic movie. Yeah, and speaking of Palpatine returning, we know just generally that the Empire has a lot of pet projects going on mm-hmm. in the galaxy, and smack dab into the second into the second um, episode of the Bad Batch, we get to see how horrifying some of these pet projects are. And we also get to see how desperate Hunter and Wrecker have become to reunite their squad. That, that opening of this, let's just, let's just transition to episode number two here because they're, they're, they don't, they don't care who they cross. They don't care who's after them. They don't care about hundreds of thousands of years of, of squabbling between syndicates or geopolitics. They don't care about anything. The only thing they're focused on is getting Omega back. They do not care who stands in their way. Yeah. Um, so we get to see, uh, what is it? Roland Durand, right? From, I can't remember if he was in the first season of the Bad Batch or the second. Might've been early in the second. He was, uh, had that beef with, with Sid. So, which leads me to believe it's probably the second season. Mm-hmm. Ends up getting humiliated by the Bad Batch. Almost gets killed, gets spared. Uh, get to see him again and his mother, who is terrifying. Yeah. The Durant family. Oh, yeah. It's just like, like they've become weak. Under weak? Anyone else want to call me weak? 
okay, drop him to the pits. I love I love evil people with pits like that. You know, like, I, I feel like if you're gonna be evil, have a pit. I like have a moat in a pit. Yeah, I like how theirs is just into the abyss and it's super dark. Jabba went for the old school Tatooine, let his rancor eat whoever displeases him. I like, mean, but it's also like, hey, let's let's get some gambling in on this. By the way, the house always wins. You just bet on how long they might survive. Yeah. I like that. Um, he makes good. But for... I don't even feel right calling them the Bad Batch because they're just a bunch of loose eggs at this point. Uh, so I'm just going to refer to them as, as Hunter and Wrecker because that's all that's there. That's fair. Because Echo is off with Rex. Yep. Um, Anna called him a part-timer. <laughs> he, he, subs, he subs in and out. Um... And then she's picked up some bad habits from working with me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, yeah, part time part timer. Echo yep. is Omega is captured. Crosshair hasn't been a part of the Bad Batch until I don't know if they considered him a part after he gave that that warning to them at the end of the last season about how the Empire was after Omega. So I don't know if they still consider him a lost member. I think they probably do in their in their heads. So. He's also captured. He's gone. Yep. And the text allegedly dead. I'm not going to believe that until I get confirmation or else I will cry. And you guys don't need to see that live. Uh, <laughs> so it's just it's just Hunter and Wrecker. And so here they come walking into this uh, throne room of, you know, Roland's syndicate mother, who is, again, terrifying, <laughs> with a pike prisoner who I guess crossed their family mm-hmm. at some point. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. Where's the intel that we want? You know, it's speaking of which I can understand how hard it is to get intel on Hemlock and the Imperials. Yeah. Secret nefarious activities. Yeah. So that was. A, it was a badass entrance to really show what they've been through. And did you notice their armor too? just how beat to hell it is? Wrecker has like claw marks across the face now from being like. There, yeah, there's a ton of stuff there. Wrecker almost looked like he was wearing a neck brace now, but yeah, I, I think it's like and maybe he's getting older. Uh, that was terrifying. They they walk out. I like they're still wearing Clone Wars armor, um, but I do like that it's. You're right. It just looks beaten and battered, and and I almost want to be like, this is damn near not usable anymore. Like you you guys need some updated armor. You need something. Um, yeah, and, and but then they they. They sit there and they're a little curt with uh, the mother. And then she's like, OK, look, I'm going to let you go. You guys are obviously in distress. Uh, my my kid's going to give you g- the intel you need, give you the intel that you want. So that way you'll be OK. And that's just. I'm like, OK, that's that, that's a fair enough like reason to go about that. I, I thought that was that was that was very kind of her to not, you know, just not kill him. One off them there. But uh Bad bad <laughs> series credits roll. Bad match over. Um, and I, but I did like the hesitation of like, which, which one is she gonna hit? Yeah. And then they they do leave and go away. Um, so that was cool. But I thought actually there was a much more important part of this episode, which also wasn't even about the experiment in the lab. We got to see clone kids. Yeah, we did. And it, it's I, I so I was, I was talking to Anna at work today, and I was like, I haven't thought about them. Since like the Boba Fett episodes of the Clone Wars, I was so I mentioned those exact episodes. I was racking my brain to see if we had maybe seen these kids before, because you know you just you're you're scanning your brain. And I also went to the Boba Fett episode, 
But if you remember in the first season of The Bad Batch, uh, the cadets got transferred off of Camino before we see them. I think they were maybe talking to Nala Say. There were three clone kids. I don't know if they were the same kids. Yeah. But they were being transferred off of Camino prior to, you know, the Empire blowing the place sky high. But that's it's one of those it was one of those aspects though where I was like, I haven't thought about them. Like in, in, in totality, I have not thought about the clones that were still being grown for the Clone Wars. I have thought about the I thought about like the clones. Like sure, yeah. but like I you totally forget like no, these guys started as kids and now they are, you know, Older kids that just look older because of hormones. But I I was like, oh, my God, I, I discounted all you guys. I totally forgot that you were. Holy fuck. What happened to all of you? Like how many more batches like we what was it? We have like a million clones for you with well over like another hundred million on the way or what have you. And then they're still making clones because that's how we get the squad uh, for the Rishi moon. Yeah, the, the, the moon like they're, they're younger clones. Yeah. I was just like, I, it was one of those things where I was like, I felt so terrible going into, going into that being like, I haven't, I haven't even thought about you kids. Well, you see what happened to them. The empire got to them and now they're being used for hard labor in their secret evil laboratories. Yeah. Whoever backs the empire and you said they're not that bad. George Lucas based them on Nazis. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's because Nazi uniforms are terrifying. Yeah. They don't care about any species other than humanoid species. If you're an alien, like, good luck. Thrawn is a notable exception. exception. But uh, the Empire, again, Yeah, by making not humans, great people. like, putting people, like, humans against the rest of the galaxy, it's why you don't see humans in, like, positions of power. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so, so fantastic. Um, I did like, so they went, they, they went to another planet where they were hoping to find, uh, Omega. So they, this is Batcher and or I'm sorry, not Batcher. Batcher's the dog. Uh, this is uh, Hunter and Wrecker. I love how they baited us too, thinking that maybe they'd gotten to Tantus with the uh, with the jungle scene. It was too green. Yeah, it was it was well, the wrong shade of green because Tantus is a very vibrant green. This was a very jungle abandoned Mayan ruins type of green. You know, Tantus is, Tantus is Hunter or win, or winter or winter green. Yeah, this is you're right. Jungle green. So I was like, I was like, oh, did they really? This isn't the right green. Well, you know, on the way here too, I feel like we skipped over one of my favorite parts of the episode is that we get this scene between Hunter and Wrecker where records updating Hunter on if they can get help from Echo and Rex. And I think they were two rotations away or so. Yep. And you really see Hunter, I think, in more distress than we've ever seen him before. Because after Omega got taken, he's just consumed by it. And I think that's a feeling that anybody who has kids, who's ever had them lost or not able to get them back or, or anything, like he would do anything to to protect your child or to get him back in the event that something bad happened. And you can see just how, how gutted Hunter looks and he's going against his better instincts. Like Wrecker's it's weird seeing Wrecker as the, as the voice of, of reason in these two, because we're so used to Wrecker just gung ho about any mission, ready to blow stuff up. And now Wrecker is having the character growth to be the voice of reason. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. 
And I I loved it too because he's like, you know, Remember maybe what happened last time we didn't have re we didn't have reinforcements or backup, and then it goes right to the goggles. Not all of us came back. Yeah, and that's again. I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to cry. Tears tears were shed for me for the last season of Clone Wars. You know that I know you really like Tech, and you were like, oh, he's getting his play this season. He got his play. We're not going to comment on the events of the end of last season. Have thank you. Thank you very much. <sighs> That's a crack shot, too. That was a really good shot. Through glass in it. Any, anyway, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they are on their way. They're essentially trying to follow Hemlock's trail of breadcrumbs. And <laughs> they get to what they described as another lab that has been orbitally bombarded. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, that place looked terrifying. And that's when we get introduced to the three clone kids. And I thought it was... I wasn't expecting them to really run into anybody. Was not expecting clone kids at all. I thought that was a really unique kind of wrinkle of the episode. Uh, and, it, and it goes to show what you really harped on earlier. That clones are loyal. Clones will protect their own. They have morals. They provide more value to you than a stormtrooper, which you're right. I don't think the Empire cares about value. They're looking for the, the cheap and the, submissible option. I don't think it's that the Empire wants that. It's that Palpatine is not governing a... Palpatine is not governing a body. He is governing a a way to keep himself in power. Like, yep. He's doing the most sit thing... And even by doing that, he plays like the governors against each other. He dissolves the Senate and goes, the governors will keep their systems in line. Hey, that that governor's against them. Send out us like, and then we have, you know, the battle station to keep them in line. And then, you know, Darth Vader to keep that in line. And then I'm still Darth Vader's master. And I know like he never plays anything to actually be. He just, yeah, he, even when him, when we get to that later, I'm like, Hemlock has a conversation and it, it, you can tell that it's, it's very much uh, reminiscent of the, of the scene from Rogue One where evil friend for the Empire who helped build the Death Star. Oh, Krennic? Krennic. He's like, don't choke on your ambition. Like, you can see the direct parallels between the two of them. Darth Vader dad jokes are so funny. I laughed so hard when, when he said that in theaters. I was cackling to myself. I, I had <laughs> a lot of people go like, I don't like that Darth Vader made a pun. I'm like, well, he's a dad. He doesn't know it. Come on. I think it's just genetics like he, he was dad he was he was getting I mean, ahsoka yeah he was a dad you got darth vader on a good day where he doesn't hate everything as much yeah um but one of the things that i love so we get to this planet and they tell you like they, they meet the clone kids it's like mox max and somebody else and they're like don't touch the vines they dave filoni must have been playing some resident evil before this because it was just plant 42 from the first resident evil game Shout out to those of you who know Plant Forty Two, um, it but it was it was just that and, but I like so they, they we know that they're developing bioweapons. We know that the Emperor possibly wants to grow another kaiju, uh, from that one episode in the Clone Wars where they had to stop the giant. Uh, oh, what was it named? Yeah, yeah, and we know that he's still trying to do that. Um, the Zillow Beast. The Zillow Beast. 
and then here it's like, okay, well, what else do we have? But the other thing was, like, they went in there, and there's so many spores. What are the odds that it's supposed to be like a sentient way to also produce spores to kill off clones? See, that's we've been we've been talking about what happens to the clones, and this is the entire reason the Bad Batch exists is because you're this is playing out for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually thinking of that same exact thing because they've been shipping all these clones out to facilities and using them as test subjects. But and, not the commandos. <laughs> no, not the commandos because I just you know they're, built they're genetically perfect. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, they're like the, the perfect versions of the cloning process. To and they're like. unquestioningly unquestioningly loyal. There yeah, we go. Oh, it's because they retcon the books. And our favorite video game. Not it, not all of it though. It's soft, it's soft confirmed. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very soft. Soft confirmed. Um But you notice that with with uh, Crosshair too, how he has a, a slight tremor, you know? And I'm not sure if that's due to the PTSD or the any nature of experiments that they've been doing on him. So I, when we get to the third episode, I figured this is where we're going to talk about some theories. Yeah. Um, but also when you mentioned the spores, shout out to all the wonderful Halo players out there because I was thinking about the flood nonstop. Disgusting. Just nasty. Nasty creatures. Ugh. Uh, it does really seem like Dave just combined like every nasty evil thing that you you would think of that's like a plant or disgusting organism, just yes. slap it into one. Uh, I was also thinking the trash monster from A New Hope. A New Hope, yeah. At, at the beginning, er, that's a that's a that's a good pool as yeah. well. Um, I do like that. Like they had to you had to shoot it in the mouth, then you had to get a grenade in the mouth. I was like, okay, this is. At one point, I was like, this is very boss fight. Yeah, um, or very Sarlacc like too. Sarlacc's good, yeah, yeah. Old Sarlacc, not 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 up not new age, yeah. Um, so the other thing there was, I like here that this episode, we, we talk about the clones having loyalty and one clone is like, okay, I'm gonna go with you guys. I'll show you where this panel is so you can get this information. And the other two are like, no. And they're like, we're going to stay here. You're not going to make it back. And then they're like, they're not making it back. Let's just go to their ship. And then they call for reinforcements and they fly the ship over. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where it's like, you guys wanted to get off this planet. Yeah. You were thinking about it, but when the chips were down and out, you did the right thing. Yeah. You, I think it displays all of the natures of, of Django Fett, is that you have the one who's loyal. Because Django Fett, you know, to a fault, he was loyal to those who paid him, at least. Yeah. Uh, dialogue. And then the one in the middle, which was Mox, the older clone, who really was made to seem like he could go either way. Because mm-hmm. he never outwardly said, like, oh, let's take their ship and get out of here. He was yeah. like, show me their ship. Let's go. Let's go yeah. look at it. See what we have. We're working with. And then the clone that went with them was making the argument, like, you know, these clones came back here. Obviously, they're not with the Empire. They're missing a person of their squad. It's our duty to help them. I, I love how he's like, they're missing their squad. And I, I love that it's like we're we're cadets without an army. Like they're like we're missing our squad. Yeah. Like that whole like hashtag squad thing from back in the day. How convenient. <laughs> and I I made this I made this comment hashtag when squad. I. I made this comment when uh, when we were watching it. And I was like, wow, how convenient that the Empire orbitally bombards this lab and one console, one single console, just decided to be built different. He's like, no, I was hand-built. I may not have power to myself, but you know what? Or You're going to orbitally bombard me, Empire? No, 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 I'm not going out like that. <laughs> no, hold on, to be fair, it looked like it was the trash compactor one, which is probably the <laughs> deepest part. Like, when you 
think about what they where they were supposed to be at, yeah. it does make sense that one's um, <laughs> So I thought I thought that was funny. Uh and also kind of crazy how vampire never sent anybody back to just like make sure everything was destroyed because you how you you know how bad of a security breach that is. Well, so and that was that was part of the thing though where I I think you you have you read any of the Halo books? Uh, bits and pieces. There's something I want to read, but I haven't delved into it. The Cold Protocol. A long time ago. Okay, so Cold Protocol. If you guys don't don't know with Halo, uh, is when a planet falls, you kind of like orbital strike the fucking planet, nuke it, then the ships jump all things to Earth. They jump to a random location. Have oh to, like, yes. Oh, coal, not cold. Yeah, yeah. Cold. Yeah, cold. So that's to me what it felt like. Where it's like because they said hey, this is a planet where they did this until it got out of hand, and that's when they pulled out. So I think it was one of those things where it's like, we don't have to... All we have to do is destroy evidence that we were here and like scrub it from the records. And the vines will take care of the rest. The vines are going to take care of the rest. We'll never have to worry about it. That was... <coughs> it was... They are literally going up against Umbrella Corporation from Resident Evil. Yep. Like, let's just... Like, oh, shit's going bad. Just delete that it ever existed. Everything else will just go away. And I'm super, super thrilled because we got the star of the show in this episode, Gonky. Oh my! The defective oh my battery drug. I love Gonky. I I love when when Wrecker first threw Gonky on his back. You can see his just his feet flailing. Uh, our our TV at home is named Gonky. <laughs> by the way, I very very big attachment to battery toys because they're just gonking around. You know, they're just little. They're just little guys. Um, I I had like you know it was like a on the edge of my seat moment. Cause I, I was just telling myself if something happens to Gonky, oh. <laughs> I am turning it off. No more bad batch. You're off to find somebody else for the podcast. And it was, I was, I was like, I was like, Oh, we're going to start by killing off. We're going to test the waters. How would you feel? If we killed Gonky. <sighs> Second episode in, we got to kill one of them. <clears throat> Sorry guys. Oh, Dave, Dave would be hearing from me on Twitter. Dave, you're hack writing of the Clone Wars, <laughs> killing Gonky, you heartless cheese <laughs> I created his Twitter just to call you this. It's my, it's my many burners. He just keeps blocking me and I keep coming back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was great escape. Another, like, very near miss of, of the Bad Batch just being almost dead again. Yeah. Um, Great second, like great second episode. But at the end of it, you can see Hunter going through this information of like what's on this data pad, and you could tell how shot he he really is. You know, Wrecker's talking to the clone kids, and and he's just staring off into it. They're, they're talking, just yeah, and like that brings him back. But you don't know what story they're talking about. And I'm wondering if maybe he's just thinking about all that he's lost or, or text wave weighing heavily on the brain. Cause like they would have been in there in and out of there in two seconds if they had tech, mm -hmm. you know, that's, it was his job. It was his role. Or was it, is he reading on this data pad? All the really shit things the empire has going on. You know, I think it's more of like, there's a big universe out there. Like they're missing their squad. So yeah, they, they won. He put them at jeopardy for, I almost want to say just about nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is is going to be insane a, a, as it is, and getting out those kids like, hey, we've we've got other things to do. Um, I wish he was taking them to Rex and 
and not the island, but I'm like, well, I guess they're kids. But I'd be like, if you guys want to be clones, we know where they're at. We can still get you trained. I mean, that's that's been Hunter's prerogative from the very beginning because he tried to dump Echo for her for her own good. Omega. <laughs> yeah, um, Omega for her own good with uh, Cut Laquane yeah. and his family, uh, because Hunter just wants them to live a normal life. Get out of all. I, he's even more now. He's he's really seeing the fact that you're not going to take down the empire. This is, I don't want to call it a feudal cause, but it is a feudal cause, you know. Whereas in the very beginning, Crosshair made his choice. He was serviceable to the Empire, made sense to him. That's the choice he made. But with with the rest of the Bad Batch, they've gone such a different route that I think if they can get everybody back, at least, you know, if they can get Omega back, that they'll kind of see how if it's possible for them to transition into civilian life, because we had that, we had that arc on Pabu last season and it, I felt nice for them before the whole tidal wave. Yeah. For the, you know, uh, tsunami, but it was nice to see just for a very brief second, what a future looks like for them, not as soldiers. And honestly, to be fair, like they tackled that in the, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, it was the it was the book between Fallen Order and Jedi Survivors, mm-hmm. where it's you know it's Cal Kestis and the crew, and they're running around and they're doing things, and it's like you guys aren't scratching the Empire, not like at all. Like the whole the whole point is like the futility of it to keep fighting, but the little win in there is that they're the reason that the path exists. Yeah, and it's like okay, so they they started the path, which was in Kenobi, and we know can get people out, and we know it's other places. So shout out to Quinlan. Yeah, so Quinlan's there. So we know the impacts were made, and this is kind of why I'm going up there. There are probably a couple hundred Jedi left. They're just like... Being hunted down one by one at this moment by Darth Vader. Just heads up. like That's where... That's where a lot of them... Or the Inquisition. Yeah. Uh, like there, there, there are a number of things you're right, but I, I do think there are a couple hundred out there. Um, and you also have to think about, like, what happened to the one Jedi whose ship broke down, and he's just been fucking stranded on a planet, like... I'll get a distress beacon out. Someone will find me eventually. And like, he has no idea what's going on. Are you talking about the one in? No, I just mean like, just pick a random Jedi. Oh yeah. Like just, he's just praying on a planet. He went there for a sabbatical and oh shit. The empire's here. What happened? Uh, so like kind of almost like Ezra who's lampooned in a different galaxy. Yeah. And they're like, what happened? That happened. Oh yeah. It's a lot to catch up on. (laughs) Um, but that gets us into the third episode, which is by far my favorite, because first of all, I knew I knew to expect we were going to see the Empire or the Emperor at some point. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, that wasn't at you. That was me just going like it like. Oh, the it third was so just yeah. goes, bam, we're going. We we've talked about previously with the Bad Batch that it's such a good show, but it definitely had that Mandalorian. I don't want to call it a flaw, but to me, it's a flaw because I like story progression that. It felt like, oh, we need to go here to do this job to get something to advance our goal elsewhere, but then we have to go do that again. And that's what a lot of the side quests for the Bad Batch in the past kind of felt like. Whereas we had this whole story with with Rex, you know, Rex showed up and the clones and all of those instances of, of major story progression were sprinkled throughout the first and second seasons, you know, mm-hmm. it, heavy, heavy at the beginning. Heavy at the end, but just very, very, very slowly sprinkled in 
like the episode with Cody uh, or the episode with Crosshair and Mayday, heartbreaking. Uh, but with this final, with this being the final season, I don't think fluff is going to be a thing. I don't think we have time for fluff. No, at all. Which I'm excited about. Uh, however, this really had to be the final season. We're hitting like such a great stride with this show, but I understand why it has to end. But does it have to end? I mean, yeah we we need we do need to wrap we do need to wrap up the Clone Wars. Yeah, in this era, and we need to we need, we need to tie that off. Um, one, the Emperor coming for this. Uh, you see all the commandos there? Oh my lord! Are you? Fuck, how many fucking commandos? Like, what the hell were you all doing this entire... And it also makes me wonder, did you have, like, a contingent of commandos on reserve somewhere? Probably. Like, I mean, it makes sense, but it just... <laughs> they were property of the Kaminoan government, so... They were. Obviously, the Kaminoan government won't be needing their services. But the... This... And so, I think this episode... So, one, we... we official name drop, Project Necromancer. So... Creepy. Creepy, yeah. Necromancer's coming back. We get to see a pod, a couple pods in real security that look like they're holding back to tanks, yep. but also look surprisingly Sith-like. So I'm like, are we in like a Sith temple that is now repurposed? That that Mount Tantus, the facility is built around the Sith temple. Oh, it that's, is? Yeah, that's, okay. so, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. And that makes complete sense because as you get into the inner sanctum and then it looks all Sith-like and uh, freaking Sith. I'm waiting for the, you know, the holocron to come out. But so then we also here get to see one shout out for bringing back the midichlorian like cluster counter. Yeah, uh, it was in the background of one of the scenes when they finally start doing things. But we get to see uh, that the emperor is there. He's looking for projects to go on. Um, Hemlock has known what Omega has been doing this entire time. Like he's been letting her like think she's sneaking around and, you know. Uh, talking, her, talking to Crosshair and talking like to Crosshair taking care of Batcher. Shout out to like getting one of the dogs nurse back to health and, you know, bringing domesticating him, which the empire thinks is a big no, no. And then letting the dog get away uh, and killing a droid for it. Uh, oh, forget that droid. Yeah. The it's on site with that droid. All right. That was all fantastic. But then Hemlock goes, no, I, I know. I know what you've done. Like, don't. Don't think that you're getting away that you're like, oh, you're so no, 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 kid. I know. Yeah. We know. And with Hemlock, I'm just going to say this real quick. He has that Thrawn quality for me. A very, very well-developed, intelligent bad guy. The difference between him and Thrawn, though, is that Hemlock is creepy. He is otherworldly levels of creepy, which makes sense why him and Palpatine are just so cordial together. Once Palpatine becomes Emperor, how many people do you see him cordial with? Not many. Because he's not even cordial with Darth Vader. He just beats the ever-living daylights out of Vader. Like a submissive dog. You know? But Palpatine, he's like, you're my favorite guy. Anything that you need uh, from the Empire, you have it at your disposal. You know, buddy, you're my you're my meal ticket to eternal life. Yes. Because uh, I can't figure it out the other way. Yeah. Um. So, and this is where I think we can start getting into some theories. Because I remember one of the theories is Omega is Omega's force sensitive, which is confirmed. It has to be confirmed. I don't think she is. 
I have a different theory. And it's because of the centrifuge. That's not a centrifuge. I understand. It's whatever the fuck they want. To look. Because of the auto-caption centrifuge. Now, one, this episode, one way to bring back the like ticking gears. Because uh, what happens is we find out the Emperor is there and Omega is going about her thing and Nala says, like, you can't let them test your blood because she watches him take it. And then Hemlock's like, oh, you, you need to come with me, Nala say. Let's see if the Emperor will give you like I did because you know I'm so forgiving. Um, and she's like, you can't let them take your blood. By the way, Emperor's here. You need to fucking go today. Like, I can't hide you. I can't hide your shit today. You need to get the fuck out today. What's wrong? Oh, no, I was just making sure. Oh, okay. One of our lovely viewers gave me a phone call. I was like, make sure there's nothing's wrong with the lovely, lovely audio stream. Uh, yeah. Hey, best day to escape ever when there's maximum security at the base that you're trying to escape out of. And oh, hey, the head of the entire empire is there. The most powerful person in the entire galaxy. Far and away. Throwing, throwing this out there. At one point, they're like, all the ships are grounded. Except for the Emperor's. Let's just take his. I was like, yes, let's take the Emperor's ship. I think that's going to be fucking great. I I was hoping that we were going oh, to get a heist, steal the Emperor's <laughs> ship. Come on, let's do this. Let's do this. I wanted that so bad. Um, but so, and then too, as things are happening, it's like, I think it's like every like two minutes or so, I started clocking it. The... The gear shifted the again. The gear shifts, and, and, and her sample rotates closer until we know. So, Crosshair's tremor is getting worse. Mm -hmm. You're familiar with blood types, right? Yeah. Okay. I actually so, don't know my own, though. Fun fact. I should probably... I should probably... I'm sure my mom knows or something. I'm no positive. But, I'm a universal receiver and a partial donor. Anyway. <clears throat> so, blood types work in ways where it's like, your blood has to match what it is. Your your blood has to like to, to match in order to be accepted. Otherwise, creates antibodies, freaks out, and your body kind of kills itself, right? What if Omega is not a? What if what? What if when the Emperor dies, he transfers himself and his midichlorians? to a new body. And that's how he's able to maintain his, his self. That's how he's able to keep himself alive, but he's also decrepit. So the body's probably breaking down faster. Yeah. So if they had Omega, I think Omega is like a universal receiver where they can make her force sensitive. And the other clones, every time that they do it, they're like trying to force midichlorians in them. And they're like giving them blood poisoning from giving them, Something that doesn't yeah. match in their bodies, and that's what's causing the tremor, and that's why it's affecting. That is why it's now affecting Crosshair so much because he already has something special about him, mm -hmm. and now they're trying to force something else, and his body can't take it, so it's slowly breaking down because they're constantly putting it in him. So I no longer think that it's that she's force sensitive; it's that she can take on Midichlorian. So you like put Luke Skywalker's blood in her. She would have his whatever that gives him to the force. Okay, yeah, that that's and a pretty sound theory, actually. That's my theory on when they put it in there because you always see the drop come into the tube. Mm -hmm. They're dropping midichlorian blood in there to see if it'll accept it. And that would also make sense in 
Rebels, uh, what's her name? The uh, the Jedi that they use her mind to like lure other Jedi. Oh, there. Luminara. I bet they have Luminara. They're dropping Luminara's blood in there. Oh, that'd and be they're, creepy. They're man. literally Don't do draining that. her from her the blood from her. You think she's alive at this point still? Then maybe. That's just a prisoner. We know she doesn't. Or make she's it out. vacuum sealed. You. Uh. Anyway, I'm not gonna think about that because that's disturbing. I mean, it is. But I mean, that's right up Hemlock's alley and in, in the Sith, the Sith alley anyway, in general. Uh, great, great theory, Chris. That that's was... my that's my new theory. It's not it's not that she's force sensitive. It's that you could make her force sensitive. Yeah, because we still don't know her her quote unquote defect, which makes her defect. But that's actually a attribute. Yeah, other than the fact that she's female and blonde. Yeah, uh, I thought it was. The, the oh, you know the oh shit meter of the of that third episode went from zero to one thousand so lightning quick, because, you know when Palps is about to arrive, Hemlock's like, oh no no, now let's say come on, I got this other yeah I got, I got this other clone doctor that can take care of your stuff. <laughs> now let's say like listen, listen. I'll do it when I get back. Yeah. And Hemlock's like no, she got it. She's yeah. capable. But I just love Nala say this is her atoning for for what happened to Fives, by the way, and for what the Kaminoan go- government purposely hid from the Jedi. This is her atoning for all of that. Yeah, because uh, you know she she tells Omega like in in no uncertain terms like if you if you get your blood tested, this is done. Like you're you will like horrible things will happen. Yeah. Um, so shout out to shout out to Nalase for that. Um, Am Emily, right? Is how you pronounce the clone doctor's name. Emery or Emery, sorry, always gets confused in in my brain. Um, Emery. It harps back to the lesson that Crosshair and Omega had. I believe the conversation took place in the first in the first episode when um You're Omega's yeah, you know Omega's talking about trust and maybe we can turn her and Crosshair's like. You trust too much, which is fair, and I think you see that. And I'm her character so intriguing to me because when when uh, Crosshair and Omega are hatching their escape, and they get found out in the uh, in the kennels, she's kind of like nonchalant about this. It's like, hey. Just go back to, you know, just go back to your cell, go back to your room. None of this needs to be said. We can carry on business like usual. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if she was also in the same position that we were. Like, maybe she tried to escape back in the day or tried to leave and knew just, she just knew at this point that resistance is futile. Work with them. The alternative's not pretty. Just, like, come on. But I, I feel like there's a lot of conflict within her character. But it's just, she's an interesting one. She reminds me a lot of tech. Definitely because of the goggles, but also the mannerisms. The face, everything is there. Like, she is a form of tech. So, so you're significant. Anne and I were talking about this, right? One, all the other female doctors, are they also all clones? Or are they all supposed to look alike from the top because they're so, they're, they're cogs for the government? Mm-hmm. And like the stormtroopers, you can't tell. You can't tell. You just, yeah. you don't know who they are, Right. So I don't. I think she might be a female clone. I think she's probably one of the only ones. No, she she is. It's 
she is a female clone. It's been said. Sure, it's been said. But she is. It's been said. Nala hasn't confirmed that shit. Yeah, but Omega did. No, she told Omega she was a clone. Well, she said, all right, I mean... So... Okay, sure. So but. she's and she's like, oh, I got taken off the planet, and then you know Hemlock saw great potential in me, so he's trusted me, and I've earned his trust. And then the second episode when they come, or the third episode when they come to Raider Room and they take out the stuffed animal, and she gets sent back there anyway because she was like, ah, and she like gives her the stuffed animal back. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're trying, you are trying to like win her over to make her loyal to you, so that way you can figure out if Nala Say is on the level. Like, I don't think she is reliable at all. Mm -hmm. I think she is 110% manipulating. I don't think she's a clone. Well, she is a clone. Hate to break it to you. Uh, but. But how? She doesn't have to be a clone of Django Fett. She can be a clone of somebody else, then anybody else. Then why would you else. say she's a sister to, then why would she be a sister to, to Omega? She because specifically says sister. They were born in the same facility. Could be. I don't know. But anyway, it we'll we'll find out we'll find out more on this uh, in the future. Cause I'm not I'm not fighting you on this point. Okay. I because I'm right and you're, and you're wrong. So I don't think she's a clone. I think she is 110% manipulating and that So she's gaslighting everybody. She is gaslighting everyone, and we're all supposed to look from a meg because we're supposed to be, oh my god, the big reveal. Hey Nala say, why didn't you tell me that there were female clones? That's not going to come up in a conversation. Why didn't you tell me I had a sister? I mean, she didn't. Nala say is not exactly forthcoming on information. So I'm not sure that you can, you know. Can we just speak to Nala say's brilliance for a second? Though? Okay, because the, the, I was going to say the Kaminoans like already cracked this whole thing, which is scary to think about. But if you're if your theory holds true, which I think it does, because that's a beautifully thought out theory which one uh about omega being able to receive midichlorians and like they made a good host for midichlorians right that's incredible like that's incredible cloning uh breakthroughs you know that would have taken one of the star wars battlefront games where they cloned a jedi to make two clones and one yeah. goes good one goes evil like we we don't know if you can clone a jedi mm -hmm. so it, it is almost like without cloning a jedi it's like how close can we get yeah uh the entire escape sequence I just want to point out my favorite moment in this episode uh, was Omega was opening a door I think it was a lift and a mouse droid's about to like come in <laughs> she just gives it a back. kick yeah. <laughs> and angrily like smacks yeah, the door you can hear the mouse droid just so pissed off <laughs> ah, yeah <laughs> Love like that. we know how we know how foul mouth R2 is and especially Chopper. Oh my god. Uh, and I'm assuming probably BB8 to a degree. Probably nowhere near as, as foul mouth as the OGs. But uh that mouse droid had a had an earful on him for sure. Um that was a great <laughs> that was great. Um but I I liked how Crosshair comes around to the idea of an escape even though he knows <laughs> that Omega's improvising, this plan has a very, very, very low chance of success. Uh, but I think he really finally came around to the idea that Omega's not going to stop and um, she's not going to leave this facility Without unless him. it's with him. And so 
just I, hats off to Crosshair for finally getting it. I also love that, like, get help after uh, the Thor Ragnarok thing, where it's like, we're gonna, we, we need to get you out of the cell. Distract the guards. It was like, guards, hey, you. And I, <laughs> I love how flaccid his thing was. It was like, hey, you. Yeah, I need your, it was, it was a little about like, I, give me your gun, your armor, and this. Well, what? I outrank you. This clone thinks he <laughs> yeah. outranks us. Well, you'll see. What do you mean, we'll see? I'm gonna take your gun from you. That's oddly specific to say the door opens. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> Dumb ways to, to die. die. Um, and once again, can we just shout out to the fact that like, hey, you stun because it's a one shot kill. And then it's like, they go, they go in. So they use, yeah. they use stun for all the people go in there. The droids are there. He's back. Boom. Bam, bam. Just him. <laughs> walks up afterwards, puts two into him. And no love for droids. Like, like, oh, you guys have a little PTS when it comes to droids. Got it. All right. Let's just on to the, let's talk about that on the ship, I guess. Um. Oh Lord. And <laughs> top, top tier. That 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 droid had it coming. Um. Yeah, you're right. I w- I didn't think. I was wondering why they just were stunning troopers, uh, stormtroopers. Because at the beginning, I thought it was just like they didn't want to kill any of their brothers. But actually, that makes perfect sense. Like, they're down for the count. You don't have to worry about them for a minute. And that's what they did during... They proved that during uh, the final season where it was just like they're using stuns on everybody. And it's like, nope, they're alive. Yep. That's it. Um, with the, the, the improvisation of uh, Omega's plan, Hunter would be so proud of her. You know, thinking... Quick thinking. Um, <laughs> Crosshair's sage advice... You know, of all the days to escape, what do you mean the Emperor's here? Are you kidding me? Well, his ship's not grounded. <laughs> We're not taking the Emperor's ship. It reminds me of uh, the T-Rex in Meet the Robinsons, where it's like... Never seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I well, think it's my last name being what it is, I'd go see that, but I just never have. You should. It's a beautiful, okay. beautiful Pixar movie. But, um, or is it a dream world? Anyway, Please. there's a scene in it where a T-Rex corners two, like two kids. Massive head, but the arms are like, you know, because T-Rex is... <laughs> and um, the master of the T-Rex is like, destroy him, get them. And he's like trying to get him, and his head keeps hitting the corner, so he can't reach him. <laughs> and so the T-Rex is like, I have a big head and little arms, and I'm not quite sure how well this plan was thought through. And it pauses for a second, and he's like, master. And that's what, <laughs> and that's what I, uh, that's what I just thought about that whole scene. <laughs> but. I knew from the very beginning when the kennels were brought up and we were getting that scene. I was like, oh, that's an easy escape. Yeah, there's that's your escape a weak, route. Yeah. yeah, that's a weak point. Secure facility, not the doggy door. There's, there's your uh, Shawshank Redemption go through the wall. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love how you get to see all of these commandos for the Emperor arriving in like top tier security. But then when it's when they've been had. And they're scrambling these teams to go to go recover and terminate both Omega and Crosshair. They send stormtroopers and one commando to like oversee them. Yes. But I'm like, you have the facility full of how many commandos were there? At least a hundred. I <laughs> but so even when they're doing that, right? All the commandos are up and they are literally following the Emperor. Yeah. Because I think even Hemlock knows, like, no, the, the commandos, like the joke in, in, in episodes seven where it's like oh maybe the supreme chancellor snoke should have gone with a with a clone army yeah no he probably should have it would have been a much better idea <laughs> yeah, would have 
Uh, we've seen how that works. So all the commandos with the good armor, with the good guns, with the good aim, they are all with him. And oh, they're leaving. But there's still, like, there's still more commandos at that facility just in general. So, like, I don't know. If you're trying to... If two prisoners have escaped and they're very high priority, maybe send maybe send more commandos than just one. So I think what it was was, one, the Emperor can't find out. Well, yeah, I like how the commando said that after the ship left. Yeah, he's like, uh, sir, they, they, they got away. <laughs> Um, is he is he in hyperspace? He's in hyperspace. Sway, I can tell you. Uh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> sir, there's been a situation. Just up, up, up in the atmosphere. Okay, so there's been a situation. <laughs> Drift screeches and it lands. I hear you have a situation. Fuck. Okay. Oh, see how this plays out. Thanks for I, not I've embarrassing seen... me in front of my boss's boss. You know. So and and right there is also where we get the scene that the, the, like don't choke on your when I'm the the chancellor of like oh the chief, the chief officer of, of science or something science, like that I will usher in a grand age of science and it's like okay so we have who's this fuck building the Death Star we've got Thrawn and his uh, Tie Defenders which again Thrawn being the most uh, <laughs> I don't know the smartest way yeah uh, being his Tie it. Defenders. And I also have to think Thrawn's probably also the one he's the he's the 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 unification officer. He's the one who's like unifying the galaxy yeah. and being like, hey, look, see how great all of like I love your art and your culture. It'd be great if it was under the Empire, wouldn't it? It can also be decimated. That's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good guy, Thrawn. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But he, he does like the tie defenders. He realizes like Thrawn to me totally feels like. I understand the value of like good training, good equipment, and like I understood all the value of what the clones were. Yeah, and I want to emulate that because that is the correct way to do. And then there's Target, who's just like cutting the budget. Old man, Dar- he's got. I just can't believe he progressed in age that quickly after the Clone Wars. That man got gray quick. Uh, <laughs> but the turning, you know, the the turning of the of the dials of the blood, them making their escape. The, the herring of that of that crash shuttle. Nobody mattered, managed to, like, I don't know, go blow the shuttle up just in case. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they're out there. They're yeah. scarier things that even the hounds can't keep away. <laughs> and that thing was terrifying. I don't know what that was. Uh, Mrs. Blake called it a pear. A panther bear. Yeah. A pear. I think it was massive. I love, also, they sent the Lurka hounds after uh, Crosshair and Omega. But they had to make a business decision <laughs> when they got there. Because... The hounds were going after the prisoners, but then the the pair that we're calling it is there, and they're like, "Oh, see, we can't." That's hit. our actual job. Yeah, it's like we can't kill, you know, we can't kill these two prisoners if we're gonna dive on this thing first. Like, yeah. you gotta gotta get it. Um, I love how Omega had the forethought about reaching the comms on that shuttle. Was super was super cool. She's really forward thinking. Like, we can't use the shuttle to get out of here. But we can use it to contact people. Good, good plan. Yeah, solid, sucks, solid idea. Sucks it didn't work. Um, <laughs> and then, like you know, they're getting surrounded. We get that scene with with uh, Crosshair and Omega. Do you know? Or do you know Plan Seventy Two? Seventy Two, which I love. Like, hey, do you know Plan Seventy Two? Tech made me memorize all of them. Of course he did. Fucking right. Yeah, that's right. She knows the. Inter- she isn't. She can do the things. And I love how even through all the reeducation and the and all that stuff that. Crosshair's undergone. He remembers every single place. Like, yeah, because they it's OG. Yeah, stuff. they work. It's great. Yeah. So the other, I'm gonna I'm gonna point out one other difference of knowing how cool the like how good the commandos are versus how shit stormtroopers are. 
All right, so they come in and they're dropships, right? Which, by the way, the new dropships still pretty cool. Oh, I like, like them. Yeah, they're opening from the bottom and they're rappelling down. And the 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 the, the stormtrooper's like, okay, hook myself up on my harness. I'm gonna hold on with both hands. And the clone trooper's like, step, step, fall. Yep. Where are you, motherfucker? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I. I love how the I love how they just kept the 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 dropship just hovering there with the lights on and everything. It's like, how are they gonna get out of this? Huh. That ship works. That ship works really well. Yeah. And then shout outs to Batcher. Batcher was gonna die because you domesticated her. Nope. And Batcher's she gets a dog. On, gets on the ship with them too. This play was like, we're we're done if Batcher dies here. Just it, so you know that we're not <laughs> finishing the series. Podcast is over. Batcher died Mi- right Mrs. here. Mrs. Play is to Batcher as I am with Gonky. Yeah. There are untouchables in certain certain shows. You can't do this to us, Dave. And How much of a hack writer do you want to be called? Um, it, it was a little heartbreaking seeing uh, Crosshair miss all those shots, though. I really hope there is some sort of answer to this tremor because he's going to have to find out how he fits in domestic life real quickly because his entire his entire way about him is like he's a marksman. Yeah. That's what he does with with Hunter, he can use his skills for problem solving and stuff like that. With Wrecker, he's just strong, so you can use that outside of military life. What have you. But a marksman who then loses his ability to be a marksman, I mean, how do you oh, transition after that? Hustle some games of pool. Oh, God. I, hey, with, well, a, with, I, a, with a tremor like that, though? Yeah, just one hunter with the other hand, so you hold it down on the table. I do like how uh, back when they were defeating the droid, that's what... <laughs> That's what uh, Crosshair did. He had the blaster in the in the left hand when he was giving him the, yeah, the bolts. Yeah. So, fair. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, Come on, he shot a guy at the top of a at the top of a castle and just goes throw these the, the, the just throw out these mirrors. Where? Just get them out. What? Yeah. <laughs> what is this bullshit? I, I loved Cody in that episode. Um. They weren't going to make it off that planet. They were going to be destroyed right then and there. They would have and, died, yeah. And the clock in Emery comes to save the day. I just think it's so ironic because this is such an empire thing to happen that the answer of what you need has been under your nose this entire time. Nala say is going to get got, though, unfortunately. I mean, I'm surprised to. I'm surprised she just didn't get shot on the spot. I She has to. I am genuinely so... Uh, but I, but to her credit, the like, how did your little one get away? And it's just like, I don't know. I was literally right next to you all day. You watched me yeah. all day. Like, this is literally on you. Yeah. I don't know what you want from me. Also, when she's escaping and Emery's like, hey, just go to bed, get some rest. Like, you look a little tired. Fucking just yoink let me take this ipad from over here walk out of target with it classic classic ipad kid and it's just one of those things i'm walking that like this is really but like you know the troopers would have seen her but the, the stormtroopers don't or the clones would have seen her the stormtroopers don't care yeah but also she had those privileges too so like she had wandering privileges she did they were revoked no they didn't get revoked because she then complied oh okay. they didn't yeah they didn't get actually revoked okay but she never wandered with an iPad. She wandered with her lunch pail. Fair. Um, yeah, so that was... I don't like how they're not together yet, though. I was really hoping we get the reunion at the end, but I don't like how they're not together. I, 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 I'm i going to throw this out there. 
I think I'm going to be 100% right, and we're still going to get one more episode before they're together. Yeah, probably. It's going to be like, where are they figuring it out? What are they both doing at this time? And at the end of the fourth episode, or the start of the fifth, they're going to get together. Kind of feels like how everything was in Ahsoka. Yeah. We're waiting for the reunion. Um, And then for the, hey, Hera, I'm home. Like, and it was such a hey, mom, I'm home moment. I know we said that in that podcast, but like, that's that's what we're really going to be. And I have one other complaint. Hmm? And it just, I know it can't happen. I'm upset we're never going to see Omega in full armor. You don't know that. You don't know that. The art doesn't show. The, o- the only thing I can picture, right? The only thing I can picture is if we get another time jump and Omega's alive and everyone else is dead and she's wearing patchwork armor from everybody. We don't know what happens yet. So keep your keep your uh keep your optimism. All right. Okay. You cynic. Just throw, throw me a character and some power armor and I'm like here for it. So overall though, these were three brilliantly crafted episodes. Well done. Yeah. As we finish. as I at least like to call them on the on the podcast another Dave Filoni masterclass because that man just he doesn't miss. Big Dave fan. Um this one, this one kind of ran uh, a little long, so you guys got our, our extra beautiful faces. Um, I'm super stoked for for next week, Wednesdays, and it is going to be. It's confirmed on Wednesdays, right? Is yeah. So Wednesday, Friday being the podcast episode live here on Twitch, and just dropped the uh, the socials in uh, Streamlabs because I can do that now. Oh, sick! Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, if you want to go ahead and see what it is that we are that we are running into and what we're actually doing with it. Um, but yeah, the, it, it is, we ran a little long, but for a three episode premiere, yeah, hmm. an hour and a half to cover three episodes. That's not too bad for us. Uh, yeah. At any, what do you have any, like, okay, this is, this is where I think we're going to go. This is what we're going to believe it or not. I don't, I'm just trying my best to enjoy the ride right now. Okay. I'm sure once we get into the overall goal and what Rex's and Echo's contingent Ends up being, and I'm, I know we get ventures back here at some point. Um, mid-season. Yeah, mid-season. Once we find out the direction they want to go, that'll be interesting. But right now, I'm just waiting for the for the reunion. Okay. I need I need Hunter and Omega back together, and I need I just I and Crosshair. I want them back with Crosshair more than anything. That's fair. I want Crosshair to be okay. You know, he did some really shitty things early in this in this series, like when they murdered those civilians. And everything, mm-hmm. uh, and all those, you know, tried to melt the Bad Batch in a in a Venator engine and all that jazz. I'm so that that episode with with Mayday last season, and he ended up shooting that the lieutenant. Yeah, that god awful lieutenant. That was me. I was like, I was so far back on the crosshair train again. I was like, ride or die. He it, it, in that one instance, it was like he's like there. There is a price too high. Mm-hmm. He goes, these are brothers. These guys didn't treat me like night bad batchers. Like I got treated like just a brother. And they were guarding budget stormtrooper armor that entire time. Yeah. So like that really goes to show how little the Empire cares about you. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited for the podcast next Friday. Excited to see you guys and your lovely camera lens. Like your blue screen. So ravishing today. 
It's a PC camera. All right. Well, if you guys enjoyed this, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out right back here next Friday, uh, roughly 5, 6 o'clock-ish. We're going to try to shoot for to do the podcast. I'll try to notate that better and get you guys uh, more hyped for it. But yeah, we're gonna we'll talk some more Star Wars, some more Bad Batch, and maybe have some predictions. Remember, take care of your friends here elsewhere. You're all winners out there. Keep it weird and have a fantastic evening, everybody. I got a pee. <laughs> I want you to know that's staying in.